0: Welcome back to Suraj Podcast. In the last episode, we heard how Keirutha was mouthing off, talking nonsense against Guru Hargobin. We heard the fierce and stern reply by the Guru. Chapter 29 now begins describing how Keirutha, the great slanderer, heard the words of the Guru, which were filled with anger and strength. But still, he didn't understand the subtlety of Guru Hargobin. He spoke out harshly and arrogantly, saying, I'm not afraid of listening to you. The hurt that I'll cause you will remain with you. You'll remember me for the rest of your life from that. Why aren't you thinking about what happened to your father, Arjun? The pain, the torture that he went through. He died in jail and he didn't give up his stubborn ways. And now, look, the son is also behaving thinking like that. Calling yourself guru, guru, roaming around, going around, thieving and bamboozling people. You got all this money, and you couldn't handle it wherever you go you cause havoc you were kicked out of your own region and still don't understand still you have no fear for what you're doing where did the exalted guru nanak you go where is the exalted guru angad guru ramadas guru ramdas guru arjun they stole they robbed the world and now they are gone they are false fake but call themselves miracle workers calling yourself the true guru sitting on your throne Get out of here, if you desire the best for yourself. Oh Mahant, oh caretaker, why do you want to be brought down and humbled? So Kir said this and then continued just swearing at the Guru and listening to that. Guru Haragavan had anger rise up in his heart. Firstly, he spoke of the exalted Guru Nanak Dev Ji and the following Gurus in such disrespect. Secondly, he was standing right in front of the Guru swearing at him. That's why the Guru's heart was just enraged. He commanded the Six, grab him. Beat him greatly with shoes. Let's see if the Emperor comes and saves him. Beat him over and over again until he's unconscious. That mouth which slandered the Guru smacked that mouth. So he gets the fruit of what he deserves. The powerful Six, when they heard that, they were just enraged as well. They got up quickly, they grabbed him. But even then, that idiot kept swearing as he was getting hit, causing himself to get beat more and more. On his large head he was getting hit and it knocked off his turban his bug everyone was looking for their chance to get their hit in but there's so many shoes around him so many people were trying to hit him that others weren't getting the chance the shoes were hitting his bald head which was causing a funny crack sound he was calling out hi hi this idiot even then in between those cries of pain he was swearing at the guru more and more strikes were landing on his face experiencing great pain he was crying out Hearing these cries from people of that village, they all came all around. The warriors of Guru Hargund, though, maintained a perimeter, a barrier between those people who had come. So those people, they couldn't help him, they were just watching from afar, being stopped by the warriors of Guru Hargund. He was beat in such a way, all at once, that he was just knocked out at that point, and he fell on the ground. After a little bit of time he got up, he didn't understand this idiot. His bug was knocked off, and he kept swearing, saying, Oh, stay seated, Guru Harguman. I'm going to get my revenge. Just like you beat me, you're going to get that in return. Hearing these words and more swearing, slander of the Guru, Guru Harguman himself understood that this guy would then call the Mughal forces. So Guru Harguman at that point commanded, Listen, I've understood him as Mihikasa. Let's kill him. As an offering to the city, a sacrifice. Let's offer him to the goddess Devi, which is in the form of the Bias River. Don't let him get away to call others. Let's send him straight to the realm of death. A little side note here this is a reference to Chandi and the Devi, and Mechasur is the buffalo demon which is sacrificed by Chandi. So the six of Guru Harguman then heard this. They were so happy, so pleased. They just ran after him, kicking him. Then punching him, they beat him down so hard with their hands, he just died at that point, from the strong punches, to his head, to the shoe beatings he got. He quickly left his body. The six, dragging him from his legs, took him to the Bias River and then they chucked him in. He flowed down the river out of everybody's eyesight. This is how Idiot lost his life without any meaning. Ratan Chand was the name of Kedar's son, and he was there watching this all play out. When he saw his dad got murked, got killed, he was so scared he just hopped on his horse and took off crying. He was crying out, oh father, why did you not run away? Why did you fight over this? For no reason, you lost your life. So ratan just rode off until he got to the next town over. He sat there and just thought about it all. He called his close associates and family members. Meanwhile, back in Rohella, where Kerr was thrown into the river, Everybody there was so happy, just in bliss. Everyone was crying out loudly, The Guru's victory is forever. Whoever fights against them will be destroyed. The warriors of the Guru forever remained at their ready, shouting out these cries of victory for the Guru. The fort around the city now was now properly constructed. Many people were working to get it all done. When everybody found out that Kehrar was killed, everybody in the city got scared of the Guru. No one spoke out against the Guru. Nobody else wanted to get killed. All the other landowners came to meet with Guru Hargobind, bringing them offerings, some brought yogurt, some others brought milk, they all bowed down in front of the Guru, who had strapped two swords of the Miri, the sovereign, the royal, and the Piri, the spiritual. Now this was being shown across the entire world. Those vile, evil enemies who were disrespectful in their actions, they quickly received the fruit of their actions across all lands, the splendor and brilliance of the Guru spread. In front of such vicious punishment, people became humble. Like how from yogurt, after churning it with some great force, from that you get such beautiful and pristine butter. Or like how you press sugarcane stalks, and from that comes out sweet ras, juice from it. In the same way the world is like this. When people see that they will be punished, they'll get smacked. Only then do they bow down and be submissive. There was such a crowd now around Guru Hargoband. The people from the city were there, along with the beautiful warriors of Guru Hargoband. There were also the many workers who were there performing many tasks and others commanding those workers to get that work done. The fort was made now from all sides of the city. It was protected. All the people from that area were now saying, we should name the city after the Guru. They quickly created such fortifications around the city. People were bringing mortar and brick with them into the city. Daily, the Guru would roam and inspect the constructions twice a day. Every now and then, Guru Hargaman would tell the workers, come on quickly, let's build this up. So this, as a side note here, as mentioned in the last episode, the main construction fortifications was basically made. Now they're just adding further fortifications around the city. So now let's listen in on the story of Gir, whose son's name was Chand. He was with his entire family now, crying while trying to comfort his family. He was saying to them, I will avenge my father, and if not, I will jump into the river and drown myself. Either Guru Harguman will have his corpse dragged here, or will tie him up and throw him into the river as well, just like how he did my father. In the same way, we'll do that to Guru Harguman at some point. The province of Jalandhar, this region, has a very strong commander, who is a close friend of mine. And another good thing is that Chandu's kid, Garam Chand, he also lives here. His father was killed by Guru Harguman as well, keeping him for a long time amongst the Jandals and torturing him. I'll meet with both of them and make a plan that in some way or another, we will capture Guru Hargobind. You should all remain far now from Do not go close there don't believe anybody or trust anybody if anybody comes to you to convince you or talk to you so garam chand said this to his family and friends and then he started off down the path towards Jalandhar. he was just so sad remembering his father and with that remembrance he entered the city first thing he did was meet with jandu's kid Garamchand. chand he walked in and bowed down to him he just sat close and poured his eyes out he was crying so much Garam-chand asked what was going on, and he replied, saying, Listen, brother, just like Guru Harguman acted towards you, he did the same thing towards me, making me so sad. My father had such a sadhu, holy, simple disposition. He never did anything wrong to anybody. But Guru Harguman kidnapped him and then killed him. They dragged him and then threw him into the river of Biyaz. I ran away in great fear and came to you for help. The Guru killed both of our fathers. We haven't avenged them yet. The whole world will curse us for us eating and drinking isn't right until we killed that person who killed our father jahangir kept great respect of the guru he would fold both of his hands together in front of the guru and would call him the master guru Sahib. he's now passed away and in his place shah jahan has taken the throne who guru harguban never really meets the guru stole his hog and ended up killing off a big amount of his army and their generals so now they are massive enemies so let's get together with some effort we'll finish off Guru Hargobind so Chandu's kid he then spoke at that point he said how though how we'll be able to capture Guru Hargobind he keeps an army with him and he himself is a very large warrior Shah Jahan understands this and let go of his anger towards the Guru what plan can we concoct to muster up strength and kill him Or shall we deceive him in some way? In any way that we can get control over him, we should do that. Or perhaps we should just take up arms and kill him. At that point, we'll salute and respect all the the holy men. We'll give out and we'll distribute many sweets. We'll tie turbans on our head. At that point, when we either capture or kill the Guru, only then will we live in happiness. Otherwise, even if we live, it'll be like we're dead. For me, there's no better plan than this. May the great bees, holy men, fulfill our desire. If there's any money that needs to be spent on this, count me in. I'll provide the money, resources. If there's anything we need from Shah Jahan, I can get help from that as well. This task is for both of us. We'll get revenge on our father's death. By myself, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't burn him by myself. By myself, I was just like a little flame but meeting with you who are like the wind which has strolled in in the way you were speaking. It's like I was waiting for you. And now we'll burn Guru Hargubin. We'll get him. So Karamchand was talking with Rajam-chand in this way. In the house, they were treating each other with great respect. They all ate and drank that night. And both of these false people were sitting there quite sad though. And this is how chapter 29 concludes. In the next chapter, we're going to hear how these two meet with the main leader of that area of Jalandhar, dragging him into the conflict as well. So that's what we're going to pick up next time. But as always, I'd like to thank those who have been supporting the podcast through the Mangalachar Patreon page. <laughs> Yes a oh.